source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by Alex Johnson, James Boyman, and Ryan Williams. Get started talking about um, transfer market and the incomings we may possibly see. Hey, Garrett, what's going what's on? What's going on? I think it would be pretty fitting to start with James Tarkowski, right? We have, uh, we've had the Fabrizio Romano, here we go, so to speak. They're talking about, uh, well, a free transfer. I, I haven't necessarily seen, um, you know, I've seen numerous figures thrown around for wages. Uh, well, I understand that the deal can go up to four years. Um, you know, a little bit about Tarkowski before we jump into it. Um, 29 years old. He was at Burnley for the last X amount of seasons. Um, you know, it, his FB ref stats are quite good on like the defensive side of things. Um, so he's got, you know, 77th percentile for tackles, 99th percentile for blocks, 97th percentile for clearances, 99th percentile for aerials one. Um, you know, there have been lots of talk about how he um, seems to be a, a great leader on the pitch. Um, I know he is, I think, from Manchester originally, and his family's up at the, in the Northwest, you know, and I, I think it's it's pretty common for players, you know, getting further in their careers, especially with families, to not want to move around a ton. Um, so with that, Garrett, what are your opinion, opinions on uh, James Tarkowski? How do, you, uh, how do you think he'll line up with, with Everton? Are you excited about him? I think it's a needs must transfer. You know, it's not one that's going to be setting the world on fire. Um, so I wouldn't say I'm like extremely excited about it, but the fact of the matter is that last year we had a revolving door in our back line of, you know, players getting hurt and we had no consistency in our back line, especially with our defenders. And so, you know, considering Yuri Mina's injury record and the fact that pretty much none of us have any faith in him to stay healthy at this point. I mean, James Tarkovsky in, in the last four years has played 35, 38, 36, and 35 Premier League games. And that's something we just don't have. Um, and so that's why I think as long as the wages aren't as inflated as some reports are saying it is, I think it's it's a good pragmatic signing for Everton because he's a solid, no-nonsense no defender. You know where you're going to get out of him. And, and if he can play 35 games a season, you know, that, that's exactly what we need. Yeah, I think you're spot on, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I think I'm growing to like the signing a little bit more as we go along, especially as it's a free transfer. Um, you know, I see like it, it doesn't mean a whole lot, but his transfer market uh, market value is about twenty four million dollars. You presume, obviously, that, uh, you know, we, we would not retain that sort of value for him on, a let's say, even like a three year deal. Um, but we would get some money back if we were to move him on, et cetera. But I, I'm curious, you know, and, and maybe, uh, you know, let me know if uh, if, you, if it's not necessarily in mind. But what what kind of wages do you think would be good for James Tarkovsky? Like, do you think it's fair to say, I mean, I've seen numbers thrown around, you know, as low as 70. And then I've seen numbers like 85, 90. I, I think 70 would be good. I would be quite pleased with 70. I, I feel like it's probably going to end up being a little higher than that. So, I mean, 85-90 sounds a bit more realistic, which you, you would think uh, is kind of a lot. Um, but, again, we don't really know how long that is. If it's like a two-year deal and it's not something we're going to get locked into where, you know, we've had so many players come in on big fees and then on big wages on four or five-year deals, we can tell after a year and a half, two years that, okay, this didn't work out, and then we're stuck shelling out that money for the next three years, right? And that's been a huge part of, 
our financial collapse, if you will. So, I mean, I, I think anything less than 80, I'd say, okay, that's probably worth it. Anything above that, which I, I you know, my pessimism is telling me it probably will be. And it's a little bit more questionable if that makes sense. But, um, you know, overall, I think it's a signing that hopefully shouldn't, you know, put too much of a dent in, in what else we want to accomplish this summer. And it is meeting a big need that we have because I was always thinking, you know, center back needs to be the number one priority because we can't have Keen and Holgate, you know, starting every game next to each other again next season. It's just not going to work. And we're going to find ourselves in the exact same position that we were this season. Yeah, I got I got to agree with you there. I mean, you know, we I think the big like sticking point with wages and, you know, a lot of people like make the comment, you know, it's it's not your money. Like, why care so much? Um, but I think we just kind of saw. Well, we've seen over the last X amount of years, right, how that yeah. you know affects like the club and like, but also like the performance too, and like the inability to move players on. Um, you know, like Jenk Tosin, for example, who was just kind of cooling it for the last three and a half years and collecting a really fat paycheck. Belasi um, before that as well. Same. Yeah. Exact true. Situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's you know, and and that was honestly, and not to go off on too much of a tangent, but that was one of the huge issues the last couple of years. Um, before brands came in with the academy too we had these guys in the academy that were paid so highly that we couldn't get a good deal to loan them out so we just weren't doing it you know and and that came with uh, the coveted pl2 uh cup didn't it but i say that very sarcastically okay um let's get let's get dc uh toffees up here um to join us uh garrett I'll, i'll keep you up for uh for now um as well so you know both of you please uh feel free to chime in at the same time i think i think this is uh John from DC Toffees. Let's see. Hey, Alex, you doing okay? Hey, is this John? Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. You know, hiding behind the DC Toffees account, even though it's always me (laughs) tweeting. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, no, that's good. So let me hear. Uh, let me hear your thoughts on James Tarkovsky. So I, I'd I'd sort of break it down into three general thoughts. Um, You know, when when the links began with Tarkovsky, really probably before the season ended because we knew that his contract was up. It's, it sort of, it didn't seem the type of player profile that, you know, you guys have talked about on the podcast um, of what we should be going after, Um, you know, younger players Um, granted center backs, of course, peak in their late twenties, early thirties. Second point um, would be, I don't think we necessarily know what kind of system Lampard is, looking to implement we can look towards the past and what he did at Derby what he did at Chelsea what he started to try to do at the beginning of his tenure at Everton and then he was forced to adopt a more pragmatic style as our as our situation in the table became more and more dire um, but the third thing about Tarkowski and especially to your, to everyone's point about wages and what they should be um, I, I think this should really be an incentive-based structure so you know, have his base salary below, but, you know, if, if Tarkowski starts X amount of games in the premier league, if he, you know, there's an incentive for clean sheets, if he meets certain, you know, performance-based goals across his contract, which I think four years is kind of insane. Two years seems a little bit more reasonable. Um, then maybe, you know, we're talking about him getting up into the nineties, preferably not six figures, but, that could be indicative of at least that he's performing in a way that we want him to. And as, as you mentioned, you know, very solid numbers defensively, but it goes back to the idea of, 
well, does does Frank Lampard want center backs that are, you know, comfortable with the ball at their feet, um, you know, moving the ball forward, being progressive with it, um, not just hoofing the ball up the field, which Tarkowski's numbers for that, you know, are are pretty evident. But um, and also does does Frank want to play with two in the back or three in the back? You know, it's just a lot of questions. Um, so, you know, that's at least my take on it. Yeah, no, you, you, you uh, made a lot of good points. Um, I think so. Well, I think I, I will say I heard, I heard, so there's not, not a whole lot of credibility to this, but I'm sure some others have, have seen this online as well. Allegedly he was quite the good passer out of the back um, prior to his Burnley days. And some people claim, you know, that's just really a function of the, uh, you know, dice ball as it was. Um, so, I, you know, I'm, I don't think that, you know, let, so, so for example, Mina has the best passing numbers uh, on defense in our team, like by far. And I think that's evident even by, you know, the quote unquote eye test. You know, I, I wouldn't say that I, I would expect him to be really good, but I do think there's a possibility of him showing that he's at least capable of doing it. But, you know, to that point as well, and, to your, I think, second point regarding, you know, we we don't know how, how Lampard wants to play. And also, you know, to kind of build on that point, um, how he wants to play and how we do play also still is going to depend on how much good business we do in the, uh, in the summer coming up. But, you know, to your point, he's also not the quickest. Um, he was playing in a low block at Burnley for, you know, however long, a, a good amount of time. Um, so I think that does at least point to one thing, and that is, you know, hopefully we don't see a pairing of Tarkovsky and Michael Keane in a high line uh, anytime soon under Frank. Um, but, you know, as you said, then, if he's sitting in a lower block, then it's even more important that he's able to pass out of the back, and, and especially under, you know, under pressure, because we were um, quite terrible at that uh, throughout the year. Um, I, I think one other thing that we should mention is set pieces, because that was a large, large problem for us down the stretch, especially we saw in that Brentford game and, you know, the first half of the Palace game. And Tarkovsky's excellent from those. You know, looking at the FB ref stats here, for touches in the attacking penalty area, he's in the 99th percentile for center backs. He gets his head on a lot of things, both defensively and going forward. And we know that Burnley have used set pieces as, as a big part of their arsenal in, in scoring goals under Dyche because, you know, they've had a relative lack of creativity elsewhere on the pitch. Um, and so I think, you know, that that could be another positive for this signing is that that was a really big problem for us all season and in the clutch and down the stretch last season. And, and we know that he is very good in both boxes, um, you know, getting on the end of things. And he even had two assists last season, both on set pieces, which is kind of unheard of for, for center backs. So, you know, nodding balls down for others to get on the end of and whatnot. Yeah, also a really good point. I, I actually do remember seeing uh, something, I think, on Twitter regarding how good he was at, at set pieces specifically. So that'll definitely be a, an asset for us because we, we need it <laughs> offensively and defensively. And hey, hey AJ, I saw, uh, I saw your hand was up. Um, I'm happy to bring you on now and we'll move to the next player um, if you'd still like to join. So just throw a hand up. Also, you know, anyone else, please do. I'm, you know, I'm not not necessarily worried at, you know, about, you know, only having on one or two people. Um, so let me know. Oh, there's AJ. So let's see. You guys able to hear me? Yes. Hey, AJ. Hey, how up? are you? 
Hey, so my Um, question then to you guys is on the outgoing side of this. So we bring Tarkowski in. That leaves us with, what, six center backs in the first team? We'd have Mina Keen, Godfrey Holmes, then getting shipped out this summer because, to me, that means at least two need to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I will say the names I've seen floated around the most online would have been – Mina and Keen for players that we, you know, we, we would want to offload. Um, you know, I, I think people have mentioned how they thought Holgate had a pretty good end to the year, which I wouldn't necessarily disagree with. Although I don't know that he's really, you know, the most talented center back on, on the roster at all. Um, you know, in my, in my opinion, I, I, I would think Godfrey is pretty close to untouchable. Um, you know, and rightfully so he's got a lot of, a lot of um, good potential and he's been, I mean, he, he was pretty uh, miss. He, he was very much uh, a miss last season, I think. But, you know, some people claim, you know, lingering COVID and that sort of thing. I'm interested to hear, uh, John and Garrett, your thoughts or preferences maybe even of, of an outgoing before we switch over to the next uh, next player. Yeah, I mean, um, what was it last summer? Holgate was linked with Brighton, I think. Um, you know, I'd be perfectly fine with letting Mason go. I think it ha- it comes down to consistency, and we haven't seen that from – let's be frank, um, all of all of our center backs currently in the roster, um, even Godfrey, and people want to chalk it up to long COVID and things like that. You know, we don't know. Um, Mina, you have the concern over injuries and how many games he's actually going to be in the squad. We're, I don't think we can argue that we're not better. We're not better. Um, excuse me. We're not worse without him being in the squad. We're actually really good with him being in the squad. Um, Keen. I, I'd be fine with letting go of Keen. Keen and Holgate would be my two. Um, Branthwaite out on loan. Um, but then, you know, I go back to my original point that it, it really depends on the style we're looking for. Our defense has been horrid um, in general, not just set pieces. If we're playing that high line, you know, like you said, um, Tarkowski, not the quickest. Keen, not the quickest. Um, I think you really need to pick up another center back um, that can go ahead and and maybe play alongside Tarkowski if that's not going to be Godfrey. I feel like it should be Godfrey because, you know, Godfrey and Tarkowski could complement each other quite well. Obviously, Godfrey's not the tallest of defenders. I wouldn't say he's, like, awful from set pieces, but it's definitely not his strength, as you could say, with maybe Michael Keane or uh, or Tarkovsky. Um, I, I agree Holgate as much as, you know, he, he was solid down the stretch when we needed him to be because, quite frankly, we had no other options. Um, I, I would be fine with seeing him leave, but I personally think, yes. Okay. So Yuri Mina, when he plays, he's very good, um, but he's consistently not playing. Um, so I personally would cash out for him um, and, and find someone like Tarkovsky who has been showing over years and years that they are consistent in, in their team. They are, you know, players who are not getting injured every three games. And it seems like this season Mina would get injured come back and within probably 120 minutes of football would get injured again. And we just can't afford to have that. And, and, you know, I think that was obviously much was made about, you know, Everton being the most injured team in the entire league. But, you know, when your best center back's injured for the entire season, you're not going to be good defensively, especially, you know, when your other options or you're having to play Branthwaite in a must-win game at home and then you get sent off, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's been – Rumors about, you know, Mina going for somewhere between 13 to 20 million. And, and I think if we can get 
you know, that's a little bit less, obviously, than what we paid for him from Barca, which I believe was more like in the 25 region. But I'd be fine to cut our loss there because it's just, you know, getting something back for him for a player who is playing 14 games a season, you know, and, and is a big reason why we're in the hole that we're in. I, I think we should. it's time to move on from Mina. He showed that he can't stay fit. Yeah, that's true. And it's actually, you know, it is important to to mention, too, um, before we wrap that uh, part of the conversation is like Mina's one of our highest paid players. Um, so, you know, I, I know a lot of people were mentioning or, or there was a debate going around, for example, is with Delph, which, you know, I know now we're seeing rumors that Delph is, uh, you know, not he'll be leaving. But point is, you know, a lot of people talked about Delph being on, you know, a, a, an incentive based, um, you know, contract, kind of like John was talking about earlier. And Mina, you know, could very much be the same. But, you know, I, I, I don't think that he would really settle for something like that at Everton, in my opinion. Um, but let's uh, let's hop to the next target real quick. Um, so next, we're going to go into uh, discussing our link with Harry Winks, uh, midfielder, defensive midfielder uh, at Tottenham. Um, he is currently 26 years old. Um, I've got his FB ref pulled up. Um, let's see. So. If we're talking, you know, positive numbers, he's 86th percentile in expected assists. Um, he is 88th percentile in passes attempted, 76 in pass completion, 98th percentile in progressive passes. Um, so that's a that's a pretty nice uh, that's a pretty nice number. 72 72 uh, in pr- progressive carries. Um, his defensive stats are not that great. Uh, obviously, his expected goals and, and shots are not that huge. But I think it's an interesting discussion to have, um, you know, Harry Winks, in my personal opinion, I, I don't feel that he's, um, you know, extremely outstanding. I, I don't know how much he would really improve our midfield, you know, let's say day one, which in my opinion is what we would, you know, be looking for. You know, transfer market has his value currently at about $18.7 million. We know, you know, generally speaking, there's usually a, in quotes, English tax in in the Premier League due to, um, you know, your your need for English players on on your roster, a certain number. Um, so I am interested to hear y'all's thoughts on Harry Winks' link uh, to the midfield. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Alex. I, I just think he's kind of comparable to Tom Davies in, in, in what he can do and what he excels at. But that's not that much. And, you know, I like Tom Davis, but, you know, I, I wouldn't, he's not a player who's going to be coming straight in, you know, back from injury and, and now starting every game in our midfield. I really just don't see it to be that way. Um, and so Winks, like he's, he's, a, he's okay, but to me, he just kind of screams bang average. There's a reason he has had, you know, just not a lot of troubles breaking into to Spurs his midfield, which has not been particularly solid over the last few years. Obviously, you know, Hoybier, who we were linked with a couple of years ago, um, has been a really good signing for them. But, you know, there have been spots for the taking, and he's done very little to try to assert himself into that Spurs 11. Um, so for me, I, I just think with the funds and, and you know, English tax and whatnot, there's just other players, other areas that those resources would be much better used on. Got to agree with you. I've, I've seen the, the Tom Davies comparison shouts uh, as well. It's It's probably not too far off, but it was a good point, though. I mean, their midfield's been a pretty – uh, a pretty revolving door in the last couple of years too. So, you know, it is, it is somewhat telling, but um, you know, I think anyway, you cut it, it, especially with the money situation. I don't, I don't think that we could afford to spend that type of uh, that type of money on him. Um, John, AJ, any, uh, any comments on Harry Winks? 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's a it's a transfer that inspires much excitement, um, especially as as Garrett and, and Alex, you said um, the financial situation. I mean, I, I think you guys have gone over it in the podcast, but based upon our outgoings um, due to contracts running down um, this month, you know, we're we're going to have about 20 million pounds or so in the bank. Who knows um, how much else is there and whether or not we're going to have to sell players, which presumably we will. Um, we can talk about Richarlison in a little bit and, and the rumors today that he submitted three different club, three different names of clubs, um, you know, uh, to go ahead and uh, be transferred to Real and uh, Paris and Chelsea, which he knocked down those rumors. But um, yeah, I, I see there being, um, I think there, there are a couple of considerations. I see there being higher priority positions, as you guys have said, you know, center back, obviously. Um, some depth maybe at the fullback positions, perhaps. Um, there, there's a big question, I think, about what we do with Jean-Philippe um, Gabamon. And he, he proved that, you know, he's back to fitness in the Russian Premier League. Um, what role does Frank foresee him playing? You know, we, we were crawl, calling out for a six um, the entire season and really going beyond that. Uh, could he go ahead and slot in there? Or I, I'd argue if it's not JPG, um, that should be a, a focus of our transfer business. That's one of the top priorities for me. Yeah, I, th- I think I've seen JPG on the, uh, the rumored outgoings list. Um, well, let me rephrase that. The, the, the list that the club feels would be fine um, letting go this summer or actively looking to let go this summer. Um, you know, I, I, I Ryan watched him quite a bit and mentioned that he was doing uh, quite well in the Russian Premier League. And, and you know, like, as you said, I mean, he, he went he went to uh, Moscow and next thing you know, he's starting pretty much every match and playing most minutes. Um, you know, he was he was the guy that we thought was going to plug the gap from Ghana finally. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, but otherwise, we can move on to a little bit more of uh, – an exciting, uh, an exciting player. Um, Garrett, I appreciate you joining us. I'm going to get A.A. Ron up here uh, next, but otherwise, um, it was good to talk to you. Thanks, Alex. Really appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. A.A. Ron. What's up, Alex? Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. I can hear Alrighty. you. All right. So happy to have you up here. Um, so let me uh, let me dive into the next player that we'll, we'll get started on, and then we'll get all of your Sounds takes. Good. All right. So next up. We've got Brennan Johnson. I'm actually uh, very excited. They've got him listed as an attacking midfield, but I think he's been playing more of a more of a, a winger um, for Nottingham Forest in the in the uh, championship this season, who uh, did end up getting promoted. So I think it's you know maybe probability of, of snagging him has gone down at least a little bit. But nonetheless, um, he had a really he, he's 21 years old. Um, he had a really good season in the championship. Uh, really kind of broke onto the scene. Um, he was actually I think playing for Wales the other day as well. Um, and I'm pulling up his FB ref. So, oh shoot, they actually don't even have, um, they don't have like the standard percentiles, I guess, for the championship. I'm not sure. Um, but nonetheless, he uh, he had 16 goals and 10 assists for Nottingham Forest in 40, 44 starts. So he started 44 out of the 46 matches, um, had a ton of goals, had a ton of assists, only 21 years old. Uh, you know, if you watch him play, I mean, he looks like the sky's the limit, in my opinion. 
So I'm interested to hear, uh, actually, and lastly, his market value is allegedly, allegedly, that's really important, um, $16.5 million. I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that says maybe that's accurate based on what I've seen. Um, but let's get your takes. Uh, maybe starting with A.A. Ron, you want to talk about Brennan Johnson, if you've um, seen him or heard of him? Yeah, you know, I've got really mixed feelings on him because on one hand, um, like you said, the, the production speaks for itself. Um, but on the other hand, I think he's going to be hard to get because I do think that uh, Forrest is probably going to want to hold on to him now that they got promoted. Um, a lot of the rumors when we were tied to him were a lot more um, back before we knew that Nottingham was coming um, was coming up. So um, I think he's going to be a lot harder to get than we had initially thought and then the other side of it too is if you can correct me if i'm wrong but i believe he's more of a a right-footed winger which we've got quite a surplus of um and you know with the limited funds that we have i don't know that it's you know that that's the position that we want to go with because we've got damari gray we've got gordon we've got all these guys already that fill a similar role um i don't know how i haven't seen him play enough to know how well he would fit in on that right wing um which is a a position of need for us but um i mean if he can fit that uh fit that role and play it well i could see it um but i think he's going to be harder to obtain than you know we may have thought a couple months ago um and depending on what the price tag is i I mean 16 is not bad i'd would think he'd probably go for more again, especially now that Forrest uh, is coming up to the Premier League. Um, I don't see Forrest letting him go for that much, but, you know, I could be wrong, but that's my thoughts. Yeah, I, I do pretty much uh, summarily agree with you. AJ, what do you think? You got any thoughts on Brennan Johnson? No worries. Um, but either way, I mean, yeah, I, I also agree with the right-footed comment, right? Um, we've talked about the imbalance in the squad uh, with left-footers, and, I mean, it is important, too. And, and I think that's pretty, like, well, no. And I mean, we've, we've been needing someone for the right-hand side for, well, both positions on the right-hand side, right wing and right back uh, for quite some time. So it'll be interesting to see, but I got to agree with you. I mean, as unfortunate as it is, it, it'll probably be very hard to, uh, to secure him. And, and also just to, to plug it, please uh, raise your hand and we'll get you up here to also join us in conversation, talking about some of the signings. Um, maybe we can speak a little bit about possible rumored outgoings uh, more more specifically richarlison um at the end aj any uh any thoughts now on brennan johnson before we uh move on all right no worries all right let's move on to the next guy on the list um this one is an interesting one uh in my opinion and it is maxwell cornett um he's rated as a left winger i know he's played you know wing back and whatnot before he's 25 years old he was at burnley pretty much one of the only guys trying to make things happen at Burnley. He's rated at, you know, about a $15.4 million market value, which is say, you know, off the top of my head, I'd say maybe is decently fair. And let's pull up his, uh, his FB rep. So he's got, um, he's 75th percentile for non penalty goals. Um, He's actually got pretty good defensive stats, but otherwise, I mean, his attacking stats, his passing stats are are pretty bad. You know, like 25th percentile for pass completion percentage, uh, 28th percentile for progressive passes, um, 36th percentile for dribbles completed. But, you know, on the defensive side of things, again, um, he's 81st percentile in tackles, 75 in interceptions, 70 in clearances. Um, you know, so it looks like maybe he would be uh, more useful... <laughs> on you know the defensive side of the ball as opposed to the attacking side of the ball but what are you uh 
what are your thoughts on Maxwell Cornett? I think, uh, you know, in my opinion, I wouldn't be necessarily too ecstatic about the signing. Um, I'm not really sure how we'd use him, although I, you know, I can't argue that we could use another left-footed player and, um, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But Mikalinko really did look, um, you know, he, he really grew into into the side with his performances, especially in like the last month of the season. So I think it, it's going to be pretty hard-pressed for, for someone to come in and, and like, let's say, displace him. Any thoughts, A.A. Ron? Maxwell Cornett from Burnley? Yeah, you know, I think you kind of hit the nail right on the head. I just, again, with the limited resources we're going to have to be able to, you know, bring guys in, I don't think that he's a guy that really fills an immediate need. Um, Michael Lenko has really played very well, especially defensively um, over the, you know, towards the end of the season down the stretch. And I think he's um, pen- already penciled in as our, you know, first choice left back next season. Um, hopefully we get 30 plus games out of him. So I just, I don't, I don't see the need. Um, I mean, maybe you could try to stick him in that right wing spot. Um, ha- like you said, having a left footed player is a need, but you know, if we're going to spend, you know, 15 million um, on a left footed winger solution, I think we can do a lot better than him. Cause like you said, his uh, numbers on the offense, offensive side aren't as good as they are on the defensive side um i just i, I don't see it as a, a great signing what I, I wouldn't hate it but i'm I, i'm not a fan of it personally i hear you for sure let's get sean Khan up here and he can join us and let us know what he thinks of maxwell Cornette. what's up sean what's up alex can you hear me Dude, I, I heard I heard I'm gonna see you next month in uh, Baltimore. No, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to meet you. Uh, you know, obviously last yeah, year no in Florida was uh, insane and a great time, and yeah, excited to 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 meet you and yeah, just kind of celebrate this uh, crazy year we've we've went on. So <laughs> celebrates a, uh, an interesting choice yeah. of a word, but I'll take it. So, yeah. <laughs> do you have any uh, Do you have any thoughts on Maxwell Cornet? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to regurgitate too much of, of what you and uh, Aaron said, but I think just not the right type of player that we need um, in terms of, and also two, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not happy with one player from Burnley getting two, I think would be too much. Um, but uh, you know, that's another topic, but I, I would suggest if we were going to go for somebody like that, you, you look at somebody like Keen Lewis Potter from Hull, because I think in terms of, production in terms of a, uh, a player that would fit this kind of, you know, Ke- what I foresee as Kevin Thelwell's philosophy in trying to get young talent that I think can contribute relatively quickly. Um, I know there'd be an adjustment coming from the championship, similar to Brennan Johnson to the premier league. Uh, but, you know, Brennan Johnson, I just don't think is, is a possibility in any way, given that Forrest are up and, and he's a boyhood Forrest guy himself. Um, but I, I would, that would be the type of player that in regards to the money that we have or potentially could have is where I think it would be better to invest relative to somebody like Cornet, which kind of is, he did score nine goals last year. So I'm not refuting that we could definitely use uh, the goal scoring boots that he had. Um, but I also think that it's a byproduct of, he was on a team that was just, uh, ha- you know, so, uh, so out of goal scorers, right? So he was just kind of the guy that ended up having a lot of chances. And to be fair, they were, <laughs> he did cost Burnley quite a few points with some of the misses he did have. Uh, I can remember a few Norwich, he missed an absolute sitter and then they scored. And, you know, that it, he, he missed the penalty too against West Ham. So, I mean, I know those are just two kind of um, examples, but 
he, he's as wasteful as he is um, a goal scorer as well. So I, I, I would kind of stay away from someone like him. Uh, understanding if we were in a different position with our money, I think that could be a good investment, but just so we, because we have to be so much smarter with the financial capital that we are going to have this uh, off season, I think, I think we have to look elsewhere. Yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, we kind of danced around it um, earlier in the, in the space, but it is important to note, like we, you know, it, it's not, it's not so much about looking for young players as it is players that are going to have good resale value, or maybe are seen as an investment in terms of, of transfer price um, for the future too, because we also know that we signed a ton of players over the last X amount of years and a ton of those players, very highly paid, um, you know, very high transfer fees ended up walking, you know, for little to none. And we got, you know, we, we got no revenue on the back end for them whatsoever, just strictly liabilities from a financial standpoint, um, which obviously can't continue. So, you know, I think, I think that it, you know, that's one of the reasons why maybe Tarkovsky makes sense definitely as a free um, but you know, that's getting a little bit off topic. Yeah. I just, it, with Tarkovsky, and I don't want, I don't want to kind of, uh, go back to it, but it, it's more of the Tarkovsky thing. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the signing, but I also, I think there's some good dialogue that that's happening in regards to is the signing happening because we want, like, of course, you know, he kind of fits the Michael Keaton profile. I'm not going to say he's a, a replica exactly, but you know, of course they're very similar profiles, but, if you know June's going to be a month of us getting a lot of outgoings out there, is Tarkovsky a guy that we sign because you know we get to August, let's just say, and we don't we don't have a plan B or a plan C, and he's gone because you know he signed somewhere else, and, and we don't want to get stuck with kind of overpaying. It, it, I'm very curious to see what the actual figures of his contract will be in terms of wages and years. Um, but yeah, I mean he 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 is kind of I guess a, a safer bet if we plan to you know he's not the biggest overspend we have but yeah i'm just curious on kind of how this whole uh transfer window shakes out because he depending on what happens he could actually be in be an okay investment can't agree with you any last thoughts on uh cornet aa ron before we move on to the next one no let's do it all right next up is gavin bazunu he is a uh 20 year old keeper for man city from the uh, republic of ireland last season he was on loan to portsmouth in league one he actually started all 44 matches um he is supposed to be a very highly rated young keeper um you know there were there were uh rumors about him you know having uh having interest in the premier league and and in the championship um specifically for like starting roles i think it's clear that you know he would not be coming in as a as a starter. Um, and I also think that we're going to retain Begovic. So it'll be interesting to understand, um, you know, what the logic is there. If this really does uh, manifest itself, I, I would assume, you know, he would be third keeper and go out on loan again. Uh, and just for the sake of conversation, his market value is allegedly $660,000, which I um, am absolutely positive. That is very, very small in relation to his actual market value or what he may go for. Um, but he's very highly, Highly rated as a young keeper, um, and interested on on y'all's thoughts on Gavin Bazunu, or or you know if if not the player, then just the thought of the position itself, which would presumably be you know third third keeper. Uh, looking at just so I just kind of did a quick search. It looks like he's actually 
it looks like Southampton are going to sign him for 10 million. Uh, and that's just uh, a link from the athletic. Uh, but I think just in general, let's just say if, if that, you know, it's a rumor, right? So let's just kind of act like it is. Uh, I just don't think given the financial position we have, he's a pro, he would be a great guy to spend money on. Uh, I think if we had the, the, the kind of budgets we might've had during the Walsh days uh, to, to spend, because he would be somebody that I, I definitely think would be a smart guy to, to sign, put on loan, or, you know, even if um, they saw him as like a, a number two, but uh, I think given that he'll probably end up costing somewhere between five and 10 million. And even though I know that doesn't sound like a lot, uh, we need to put that in a position uh, such as center back, such as, you know, uh, a six or an eight um, or even, you know, a winger. So uh, great, great prospect for sure. I think he, he, he would definitely be worth the investment, but just given the needs of our team, I don't, I don't think it's the right move. Yeah. Pretty spot on there. I mean, yeah, it, it really just comes down to like the money too. And it, and I, you know, maybe it's just me personally, but it, it kind of feels like if we're going to spend anything substantial uh, this summer, like it genuinely needs to be on players that are going to help us win now, yeah. right? I mean, not, you know, or, or let me rephrase that, help us improve immediately. Uh, and obviously that also too, you know, that highly depends on um, possible outgoings and, and how, you know, Lampard wants to play versus how things shake out in the end. Um, but either way, yeah, unfortunate, but I'm not surprised to hear uh, Southampton are in for him. I just am, I am very surprised to hear maybe it, it might it might amount to 10 million um hey, hey Ron, any thoughts yeah i think you guys hit the nail right on the head um i think from what i've heard i've never you know watched him play but i've heard and read that um you know in the next five to ten years he's going to be one of the the best keepers in the league he's supposed to have a really good upside um and if we can you know get a third keeper for you know a you know, couple million i wouldn't hate the move but um again with so many limited resources so many holes to fill in the squad something you know north of five million um, is just too much money to be spending on you know somebody who's not going to see any time on the first team for you know at least three to five years i don't i don't think we can justify that right now um do we know what the situation with um joao virginia is going to be i know there was talks about him um, going to sporting on a permanent deal um, and making that loan permanent. But um, I haven't heard anything since then. Is he not going to be coming back? I want to be honest. The, the last thing I heard about him was exactly what you just mentioned. Um, so I think I subconsciously, I'm just presumed that he's, he's kind of gone. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's, he's only, you know, 22, I believe. So um, I think Sporting said they were going to put an offer of like five million, in which I, I personally I think we take the money and run because we need again, you know, given our financial situation, we need you know all the all the funds we can get. Um, but yeah, I don't know enough about you know the academy situation to know if we've got anybody there who could fit as a third keeper. But um, again, you know, north of five million, ten million, those kind of numbers, we don't have that kind of money to be spending on a third keeper right now. But if we can find somebody, um, you know, who's in a you know couple million dollar range or that you know the 660 valuation that transfer market said which again i was kind of with you when you when you said that number i was surprised that it was that low um i mean if we could bring somebody in for that to be a third keeper i don't hate it because when you look at you know letting virginia go and then bringing someone else in you know we've kind of got a net positive there but um yeah otherwise no i don't think it's a you know main a position of focus but i don't, I, I don't hate the idea of bringing in a, a young third keeper yeah fair enough um and you know as always, please uh, raise your hand and, and I'll get you up here to talk with us um, through some more transfers. Or actually, the uh, the rumors on transfer market, the list is uh, 
somewhat short. We've only got one other. So I'm thinking we'll, uh, we'll talk about this next one. Maybe I'll, I'll take a suggestion for um, any other off the top of your heads that you've seen pretty consistently, like rumors. Um, and then maybe we can just wrap up talking a little bit about our, uh, our dear pigeon, Richie. Um, so like I said, throw your hand up. We'll get you up here. Love to talk to you. But we'll, uh, we'll head on to the, nap, to the uh, last rumor on transfer market. It's a center back, 25 years old. His name is Min J. Kim. Um, he was, let's see, got his FB ref stuff pulling up. So he was at Fenerbahce, or he is currently at Fenerbahce in Turkey. Um, he is supposed to be quite highly rated. I got to say, you know, I usually when, when uh, rumors pop up, at least uh, ones that you see pop up consistently, I'm, I'm pretty con- consistently like uh, checking out their highlight videos. He looked quite smooth and a quite a good defender. Um, so let's pull up his uh, let's pull up his uh, FB ref and see what we got. Well, he's actually not even coming up on FB ref, which is interesting. Let's see here. There we go. So just to cover some stats, like I said, he's 25 years old, playing in Turkey. Um, defensively, he's quite good, although some maybe not so much. So he's only. The 33rd percentile in tackles. However, he's 93rd in interceptions, 87th percentile in blocks, 59th percentile in clearances. Um, he's actually 78th percentile in dribbles completed, which is interesting, but suggests he might be you know, pretty good with the ball at his feet. And he's also 64th percentile in pass completion. Um, you know, Obviously, stats don't tell the whole story. I'm sure uh, the Turkish league has followed a little less than maybe other leagues and other players that we've discussed. However, um, you know, even without knowing the players specifically, we can always just discuss uh, the possibility of bringing in another center back. Um, I know someone else uh, mentioned earlier that they felt we needed, you know, to sign in, sign at least two center backs. Um, his market value, and lastly, before I turn it over, his market value is allegedly about $15.4 million. Uh, so he definitely wouldn't be a cheap center back. Presumably, he'd be someone that we'd look to come in and, and fight for a starting spot. Um, so I'll open up to... Uh, both of you for your thoughts on either A, the player Min Jae Kim, or B, um, just the, the prospect of signing a, um, another keeper outside of uh, James Tarkovsky. I mean, excuse me, another center back outside of James Tarkovsky. Uh, yeah, you know, I've, done, I've heard um, his name circle a uh, couple of times, and I've actually, I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, he's only played one year in Turkey, um, and he was playing in the Korean League before that. So I think he's going to be a little raw coming in, but um, I am fully of the belief that we do need to bring in another center back. Um, in my ideal world, we have um, Tarkovsky, Godfrey and then a third guy come in with maybe we keep Branthwaite on the on the team uh, on the first team maybe we loan him out um, but let Holgate go let King go that would be my ideal situation um, from those statistics it sounds like he could be pretty good on the ball which could make him um, a good player to rotate in with uh, Holgate and Tarkovsky um, I think you know I, I like the idea of the signing I think it would be a really good fit uh, definitely you know regardless of whether it's him or somebody else I do think we need a third center back that we can realistically trust to you know we, we had to play him 25 plus game uh, Premier League games that we feel comfortable with 
Um, I don't think we have at least three guys uh, at center back on the roster right now that I could say that about. And I think we should have that um, if we don't want to be in a relegation scrap again. So I, I like the idea uh, of bringing someone like uh, like him in. Um, 15 mil is a little high for somebody who, again, I believe I could be mistaken, but I believe he's only played one year in the Turkish league. Um, so 15 mil might be a little high for that. Um, maybe hope for something closer to 10 or so. But um, the position definitely, I think, we need um and i do like the idea of the player what about you sean yeah i uh so i know a little bit about the player i, I think we've had uh, some good conversations in the discord about him uh interesting interesting player you know of course playing the super league and uh you know as aaron mentioned just kind of one year in Fenerbahce. but i think he's the type of guy and, and part of kind of my thought going into the transfer window is i think we'd want to spend a decent amount of money and kind of why I was against the Tarkowski signing just in terms of the wages and what they would mean for the actual budget. Um, but this is the type of guy I think you kind of go for. Uh, I, I think 15 million, if we can negotiate that would actually be somewhat fair to given that uh, look at his age, he's 25. I think he has a lot of potential. My only worry with him is how he would adopt to the premier league. I don't think he's the fastest guy just from what I've seen in regards to his videos, but pretty smooth on the ball. He's a smooth operator. Uh, and as you said, in terms of the passing stats. So I think he's, he's, he would be the type of center back that I think actually would, would be a decent starter for us. I just wonder in, in regards to what his potential is and, and you know, and that's kind of where I think, you know, you'd really trust somebody like Bellwell. And I know we don't really have a chief of scouting. It'd be great if we did. Right. But uh, I think, Someone like Thelwell, if, if if he gave the green light on uh, on on him, I would I would be you know that that would be something where I'd be like I, I'd be very excited about it. So I think he'd he'd be one. Looking at some of the other center backs, like somebody like Saliba, I don't think we'd be able to get afford him, and I don't think he'd want to come just because I think he's he wanted to stay at Marseille and he's looking for Champions League. But that's the type of center back I'd try to go for this season in in regards to getting somebody that I think could be a starter. Um, I know, I know we would, I know we're signing Tarkowski, but I think we learned from last season, right. The, the depth of that position and having not only just bodies, but quality bodies, I think will go a long way to us, you know, really having a, a good spine in the team. So. Yeah. I got to agree with, uh, with both of you on those points. Really. Um, let's get Chicago Joe up here and see if, if they have anything uh, they want to add on um, Min J Kim. Chicago Joe, can you hear me? You're muted if you're trying to speak. Uh, any thoughts on Min J Kim? And also, I see Paul requested. I think Aaron's been up here the longest, so I'll say uh, appreciate you coming up and talking. It was a pleasure. Um, Thank you, sir. Hey, Paul and Chicago Joe, how you doing? Yeah, uh, just briefly in, in terms of the the Kim signing from. Uh, the Korean kid. I'm very much in favor of that. I'm a little nervous about hearing nothing about defensive mid, hearing nothing about anybody on the right, which was our a massive Achilles heel for us. Uh, do you have any ideas about who we might be pursuing or perhaps should be pursuing in those areas? Actually, you know, that is a that is probably a pretty good um, segue. That is one link I've been seeing. I, I saw it re-up today more um, in terms of a DM. And that is Zinchenko from Manchester City. Uh, you know, naturally he's been played at left back for the majority 
of um, his time at City. I think he's only still about 24 years old. Um, you know, I, I, the number I saw thrown around was about 30 mil, which is quite high. But I got to say, watching him at the six for Ukraine, um, he's quite good. Obviously, him and Minkalenko are, are, are cool with each other. Um, and I think that that would be, in my personal opinion, a really good signing um, for Everton if we can somehow find the money and get him uh, sold on on the project itself. That You know, the project that's been a project for five years. Yeah, I, I did notice that in, in the sort of mentions of Zinchenko is that, you know, he wants to be reassured that he's playing in midfield, which <laughs> certainly we'd, we'd be more than happy to provide that assurance. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that would be even at that money, I kind of feel, you know, he's fairly young and, you know, he certainly played. I watched the uh, Ukraine-Wales match on Sunday and he was uh, really, you know, they were very unlucky to lose. Uh, they had most of the ball and most of the chances, but uh, he was very influential uh, in that game. Yeah, let me throw uh, let me throw some stats out here before we get uh, Sean or Paul's take on him. Um, but and these so so it's important uh, no and hey Chicago Joe, if you don't mind just uh, muting your mic just uh, for feedback purposes, that's all. Um, so keep in mind his FB ref percentiles are based you know, are comparing him to fullbacks because he was playing, you know, left back for city pretty much the entire time, but there's a lot to like, and I'll, I'll kind of focus on the, like the passing stats because, um, well, a, they look crazy good. Um, but B obviously, you know, he would be playing as a DM. So passes attempted, he's in the 90th percentile for fullbacks. So, you know, it shows you, and, and that's not necessarily a surprise for city, right? Like they hold the ball a lot. Um, their defender, I mean, their fullbacks are very much involved going forward, but, he has a 90, he's 98th percentile in pass completion. So he's got an 88.5% pass completion rating um, through the season. He's 99th percentile in progressive passes uh, with eight per match. He's 99th percentile in pro- progressive carries with nine carries per match. Uh, he's got, you know, a good amount of 65th percentile for touches in, in, in uh, the attacking area, which, you know, again, that's more of a, a city thing. But lastly, just on the defensive side, um, he was 82nd percentile in aerials one, which is um, pretty good. And, and you know, we talked about uh, we talked about the need for for shoring up set pieces or or, or having more threat on them on the uh, attacking side of the ball. So overall, I mean, his stats suggest that he definitely could be. Uh, obviously, along with the eye test, as you mentioned, I, I also caught the Ukraine game the other day, and he looked uh, fantastic. And and also, um, I think to my earlier point, and kind of what Sean has hit on too, is the fact that you know this would be more this would this would be much more in line with you know with with getting a player that we could see as an investment as well. I mean, not only would he immediately imp- improve our team, I think tenfold, but he would be an expensive acquisition. Yet, I think you know he would only you know, do himself favors by being able to be play, played in the midfield anyway, which is what he prefers. Um, Sean or Paul, Paul, we haven't heard from you yet. Uh, glad to have you up here. Um, please share your thoughts on on the possibility of Zinchenko at the six. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, honestly, I feel like he was wasted at Man City. He is a really solid player, always dependable, and often makes the right choice. Um, he's got a wand of a left foot and so personally i would love to have him at everton i have no idea whether or not he would prefer playing um cam or dm but yeah i think he could play anywhere in the midfield and have a real impact 
What about you, Sean? Yeah, I, uh, I tend to agree. I think he's, he's a great player. And I think somebody that would be looking for, I think the only sticking point with him is, you know, the reported fee of 30 million, right? Like how, how willing are cities to negotiate with that? Right. I can't, I think you might know more Alex or somebody else in regards to what his wages are. Right. So like, what's the expectation there in regards to what, what he'd want. And then also too, would he want to come to Everton just coming from city? Right. So I think those are kind of some questions, but in regards to fit, I think he'd fit in very well. Um, the funny thing is, is, uh, and uh, in regards to the Ukraine team, the, the guy that I really want, and I think he'd be a, an interesting guy, uh, given also to just what's happening with Dynamo Kiev and just the uncertainty of that team is uh, uh, Victor Tyson Gov. Uh, and he plays for uh, Kiev. And I think he would be a, a really smart signing and interesting to see what, if, if Everton were interested in him, um, how much the fee would be because of what's going on. Uh, he would be the type of guy that I, I would look at in regards to, I think, just more of the, the, a feasible one, just given that Zinchenko, I do think, is going to have quite a few suitors. I do think uh, so, some teams would probably try to spend more than us. Um, but there's no doubting that he would be actually a, a great fit for our team. And if the fee was right, I think, yeah. I could see us going for him. So, yeah, uh, the player that you mentioned on Ukraine, uh, he's a monster. He really is. I got to agree with you there. He he offers quite a bit of pace and and finesse uh, forward. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he also tends to play on the right hand side, which would be uh, which would be pretty helpful for us, no doubt. Um, but you know, the interesting question about Zinchenko is also too, though, like who you know. If, if that's really like, you know, and I believe it is, I, I genuinely believe like the six should be, you know, one of the top priorities for us. Um, you know, the question then becomes also too like with a market analysis, could we get someone better, more proven than Zinchenko over the same amount of money, you know, less risk, et cetera. But I, you know, and, and to your point about wages, um, I'm, I'm actually genuinely not sure what he's on per week, but you got to figure um, coming out of cities decently high. As it usually works the, for, for uh, the big six, you know, even for their rotational players. The guy that would interest me in regards to seeing, I know Palace are really linked with him, but nothing's kind of official as Czech Decore. Um, it, I think he would be the perfect signing. It, if, I mean, if we haven't really had many serious links, he's, uh, like I said, he's been linked more with Palace than anybody, but I think he would be the type of signing that I think would really show, hey, we're really doing something in regards to our our analysis in terms of uh, looking at just other leagues and, and really, I think he would be the type of, of guy that I think from an affordability standpoint too, because I think he'd cost somewhere in between, you know, 12 to 17 million. Uh, so he would be, I think our solution there. Uh, but then again, also too, just the competition for him. He's a, he's a really good young talent. I think is going to be pretty high. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of what we do there. I, I think Zinteco is just going to end up being too expensive uh, which is a shame, but I think Decore and, and somebody in that profile is going to be somebody that I think we try to, or somebody I, I'd like us to look for, um, but we'll see what happens. So, What's up, Paul? What are you thinking? Yeah, I just wanted to share it based on some research. Uh, obviously, it's up for debate, but uh, Zinchenko's on about 20K a week. So relatively low in terms of um, cities' reported earnings, but... Again, this is just a random site that I found, so no way to know for sure. But 
if that's the case, I think we can really try to lure him in um, and maybe even have some incentives or a loan. Uh, I have no idea what he would be uh, preferring, but yeah. That's an insanely low uh, salary. And I mean, you know, I, I will say, like, I, I, I know that he's not one of their, you know, higher paid players by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but hopefully, you know, I, I think if he makes a big money move, uh, no matter what, I believe he'd uh, get a nice firm increase. But again, it it really also just depends on on what type of players we move off the wages and continue to work on our, our wage structure with with all of our players and, and all of our incomings as well. All right. Well, if there uh, aren't any more thoughts on that, um, I think we can wrap by talking about uh, the possible outgoing of uh, Richarlison. Um, and I will, uh, I'll go ahead and get Phil up here as well to, to join us so they can chime in. Hey, Phil. How are we doing? Is okay? Yeah, how about yourself? Yeah, good, mate. It's good. I just thought I'd come on and say, speak to you for a bit. It's yeah, no, rare. that sounds good. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. It's Let's, very uh... rare going to America, come on, mate. It's very rare. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Yeah, so... Let's, uh, let's talk Richarlison, right? I, I think uh, someone mentioned it earlier, but essentially, you know, we've seen tons of rumors. Um, you know, it's kind of been a rumor over the last couple summers just because, you know, some get the feeling like Richarlison's talent level is, is quite above maybe his teammates or definitely how we've been performing as a team in general. Yeah. Um, there have been rumors of him leaving. You know, we've seen numbers like, you know, Everton will want about $60 million. Um, I believe it, the, the figure was in pounds, at least what I've seen. Um, but you know, these rumors kind of, uh, they found themselves, uh, they manifested in, you know, one, I think today stating that he's told Everton he wants to leave for champions league football. And he's looking at, you know, Chelsea Madrid and PSG in which Richarlison himself directly responded to this tweet and said, essentially who believes these sources. Um, now of course, you know, he could be calling only part of it wrong. Right. Um, yeah. Or, or all of it wrong, but I'm interested to hear all of your thoughts. I guess we can uh, start with Phil first, uh, since he just hopped up here, um, on, you know, the possibility. Do you think Richie will leave this summer? Um, you know, do, do we think that we can use the money well? Um, you know, how, how do we think that, you know, could we improve the team overall with 60 million pounds, uh, even though Richarlison is leaving? Uh, you know, any very open-ended, but let's hear your thoughts. Yeah. <clears throat> Richardson's going nowhere. For a start, he's going nowhere. That's bold. Calvert Lewin, Calvert Lewin's the one that's going. He'll go to either Newcastle, or he'll go to Chelsea, or he'll go somewhere, go somewhere, a big team. I think Richardson will stay. And then we've just got to get big money sponsors in, get more players in, and get rid of the dead wood that we've got. And that's. Basically, Evertonians from Liverpool's point of view, to be honest, mate. So what? What? So I got to ask you, how how do you feel so confident he won't leave? Because he's a he's a massive part of it. He's a massive part of us, and he's done everything that he said that he would do for us, and he's probably the biggest player that we need. So I think the stuff he's come out with today, when he said it's a load of rubbish. Which I believe him, and he loves us a bit, and 
that's all I can say, to be honest, mate. I can't <laughs> I can't say any more, to be honest. It's just I think he'll I think he'll stay. Hey, I mean, you know, all valid points he does, uh he absolutely loves the club. I, and this is more of a side note before we hear everyone else's thoughts on Richarlison in general. Um, but I, I'm assuming everyone saw, you know, that initial picture in, in Brazil training with him, like grabbing uh, Vinicius Jr.'s like kit. Um, and everyone was making a big fuss about it, saying they were like fighting. And, and next thing you know, someone, you know, someone said, oh, well, obviously Vinicius Jr. mentioned something about relegation. Um which I thought yeah, was kind well, of hilarious. Yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't a fight, was it? If you watch the rest of the video, they were doing the game. Right, and right. Vinicius Jr. starts laughing over it. So it's, it's not a fight or anything like that. It's just something he's done in training. It must be something that they learn and have a little play fight in training. So I don't think, I couldn't read any more into that, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, Sean, Paul, uh, Joe, any thoughts on... Richie leaving? Do you have any hunches? Do you feel like uh, you know that money would be well spent elsewhere? How, you know, do you think that it would be a huge? You know, um, obviously, I think it would probably be a huge loss to the team. But how big do you think? Any anything? Any thoughts? I think he's staying. I do. Uh, you know, PCL. Sure, you can see where he'd you know maybe want other opportunities, but Richie, man, he just. Uh, he seems to really love the shirt and I, I just can't see unless it's, you know, maybe Real Madrid or something. Uh, my understanding is he's a childhood fan of those guys, but yeah, I, I can't see him going to flipping Chelsea, you know, uh, anyway. Yeah. Chelsea would be a huge bummer. I think everyone agrees. Like if he has to leave, I mean, inevitably one day, right. Uh, he will, but if he has to leave, uh, then hopefully it's not at least to the to the Premier League, another another uh, team we're competing with, especially higher up in the table, right? Which would be natural. It's not hard to it's not hard to do in seventeenth place, right, or sixteenth. <laughs> Sean Paul, if I if I can I just speak it, just button a minute. Yeah, hop him. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's call it? I think uh, next season you'll all see a different effort next season when Frank Lampard gets his um, preseason in, starts getting his players in. What we need, and then we get the midfield sorted. Obviously, Tarkovsky is going to come in. We can get another fullback in for cover. We get number six, and we can get a few in near the up front. I think we'll be fine. But your thoughts, anyway, listening? Your thoughts? What's everyone else in America's thoughts on Everton? Yeah, let's get a. Oh, go ahead, Sean. Well, you know, I, I don't think this has been mentioned, but I don't I don't know how Richarlison leaves, given an, his his coach enterprise business uh, in regards to the buses and the transportation that he uh, provided to the Liverpool faithful. So <laughs> he's got to be around to manage it, right? I mean, he's got to be around to manage it. He's the only driver. Uh, so I, I just think that, you know, that alone is just something that is probably what's keeping him here. I mean, he even tweeted it. Right. So. Philip knows. I mean, that's his profile picture, right? So it's just yeah, like... Yeah, uh, everyone in America <laughs> see that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good show. That was a good show. Uh, uh, no, but in all seriousness, man, I'm, I'm torn. I, I don't... I'm not confident he's staying, and don't get me wrong, I love Richie. Uh, I, how could you not, right? He's, an, he's as true of a blue as we've seen in, in some time. Uh, it really depends on what Real does. I, I don't believe, to, to your point, Alex, and, and to... 
I don't think he's leaving to anybody in the Premier League. It just doesn't really make sense. And, and for him, uh, I think it would really have to be uh, Real, right? Real or bust because I don't see PSG going for him. I don't see any of these other teams going for him. And that's really his only sure bet in regards to, I think, getting one, a, just the environment where I think he'll really succeed, but then two, getting the type of football he's playing. But I think he's also what kind of counteracts that point, in my opinion, is he wants to play, right? Like that, like you see it, you know, even with Everton, right? When he gets taken off the sub, he is always pissed, right? Whether he has a sore ankle. So he just wants to play every minute of every game. And I just don't think that's possible. And I think he knows that. So it's just kind of one of those things where I I don't know. As for Calvert-Lewin, man, it's kind of the same thing. I I don't, with how bad this season went, I'm very unsure of how, strong the rumors are in regards to Arsenal or, or even Newcastle. And, and I think he's harder to replace. And given that the striker position is just so valuable. And I think when he's healthy and when we have a team that can give him service, as you saw last year, he performs, right? Uh, so he had an incredible year uh, the prior year. And I think you can see that once he finally came back healthy, he was a, a valuable asset in regards to the last week of the season. But if we do sell one of those two, I mean, it really – funds a lot of the guys that we're talking about it you know the guy that i'm very passionate about uh you know tyson gob from kiev uh you look at zinchenko right you look at um uh, kim and jay like uh, so that's where i i don't know what our financial situation is i think if Thelwell kind of goes into kind of the brain trust and and sees that hey there's three or four targets and if they see an offer that like let's just say for Richarlison, it's 80 million you know, of course, I don't want to say that we should sell him, but I think it's one of those where if they see that, you know, hey, there's three or four guys that you can get for um, selling one of our players. And don't get me wrong, the loss would be, whether it's DCL or Richie, by the way, they both when they're healthy serve a very big purpose to this team. I think I think it's a tough call. So it, it's I if you had to ask for my like actual opinion, I do not think Richie leaves. I'm torn on what dcl does if we get a good offer for dcl like around 60 million plus which i think would be hard given the season he had i think i think he he stays but yeah i i think it for us it's just a matter of how much money do we have and if we don't have much money we might need to sell one of those to fund if if we do have three or four targets you know to to get those guys in so well have you seen the new team share sponsor i have yeah there's uh yeah yeah, twenty million it's coming a, in apparently. Yeah, it's it's a big thing over here because it's a gambling firm and they don't like it because the kids can't get it on the front of the tops. So I don't know how you feel over there. I mean, we were sponsored by a beer company for years, right? So I mean, it's I'm not I'm not saying. I mean, gambling, of course, you know, you'll you'll always have kind of a an opinion on it, but I I don't see it as big of an issue as as one might see but then again i respect you know everyone's opinion in regards to the ethical quandary that this can create uh, but in terms of the sponsorship money i mean you can't question how massive it is for the club and i think i've seen some 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 quotes in regards to twitter just saying well denise uh said hey like you know they wouldn't want she said in an ide- in an ideal world right and this we're, we are not unfortunately in an ideal world right now Right. In regards to what we can choose versus what we can. Yeah, and, and, exactly. I, and I, yeah. And I don't know what the exact money is. I've heard 10 million. Right. So in terms of 
you know, 400,000 more than Kazoo, right? It's not, 20, it doesn't make 20, 22 million pounds, is it? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if that's really the number, then, I mean, <laughs> how do you say no to that, right? So it's just, uh, but respect, respect kind of all the thoughts here on that because I get, you know, how it's a sensitive topic and I understand, I could appreciate where uh, people are coming from in regards to, hey, you know, I, I don't know if I want to buy that shirt given that, Hey, it, you know, I don't agree with that. Right. There's all, you know, that that's, that's okay dialogue, but in regards to how much it means for the club in terms of bottom line, given that we don't do well at all in regards to our commercial sales, like I, I, I do not blame the club here in, in what they're doing. Hey, just yeah. briefly, briefly, I want to interject. Uh, uh, I think, I think American perspectives are different on gambling uh, sponsorships and things like that, because we simply haven't had that available to us for more than a couple or three years. You used to be, you could go to, Oh, uh, what, Jersey and, uh, Las Vegas. And that was the only place you could, you could place a bet. So I think maybe in terms of betting on sports and things, we don't really have the same perspective just because we haven't actually seen to what level it's a social ill, you know, in, in, in contrast to the UK where they, I mean, they've had it the whole time and it's, it's, you know, you guys have a different, uh, uh, perspective on it for sure. Um, anyway, I just I'm gonna pop off here. Yeah, for me it's a non-issue. Um, with every commercial break, half the billboards you see, gambling sponsorships are everywhere. So I feel like it is just another spot where it's going to be available. But I get that it is pretty frustrating for some people for the ethical morals uh, that come along with it. But for me, it is already so inundated in your social media and every commercial break. It's it's kind of just a non-issue, non-starter for me. Yeah, all fair, all fair points too. Any so, uh, so any last thoughts um, about our discussions or any any summary points before we go ahead and wrap this space up? Yeah, you guys all convinced me that uh, Richie Stain. Great, thanks, guys. I'm feeling the same way. <laughs> Needed that today. I, I think if we can get uh, some of the, I think if we can sell Andre Gomez, that we should all be celebrating. Um, and that, that's not to say I don't love Andre. He's he, he's a great guy. But you look at kind of our, our wage bill and and some of the guys that we, we really need to, to, to be very quick in regards to getting the players that the, you know, the brain trust in our team and our organization, you know, wants out quicker. Because I, I don't, I do not. Given that the season is now starting, I believe August eighth. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, this the season starting earlier, given the World Cup. So we need to do our business faster, right? I don't want to go into the the season having you know these transfer rumors kind of persist within the first three or four weeks of the season, and, and us kind of. We always we, historically we get off to a good start, so I'm hoping that continues. But um, knock on wood, of course. But yeah, it's for us. I, I hope we can really use this the rest of this month to get a lot of our players that we want to sell out and get these incomings in hope, of course, selfishly, uh, Alex and, and for anybody that's going right to Baltimore, Minnesota, so we can see them play live. Um, but uh, in the U S but yeah, I think for us, let's just try to get some of this business done early. Um, really hope we can get uh, an injection of youth um, that, that, you know, kind of fits some of the profile that we talked about today. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully, we, you know, someone like Richie is, stays and, and we can kind of really uh, repay the faith that he's put into us 
uh, given the talent and, and whatnot and, and the attractiveness he has to the other teams by building a great team around him uh, and DCL, hopefully. So, yeah. Right. Cheers for having me on, boys, anyway. Dale, have a good day. See you later. Yeah, you, yeah, too. you too, Phil. Thanks for joining. No worries. Anytime. Just invite me anytime. See you later. I think uh, it's only Paul left with uh, any closing thoughts. Yeah, no. Uh, can't wait for Richie to stay and for us to get top four next season, right? Yeah, very much. I uh, I really appreciate everyone joining me uh, on the space today. Obviously, really appreciate everyone that you know hopped on, requested, spoke with us, um, gave their thoughts. I had a, a ton of fun doing this. Um, it, it will be re- released as an episode as well, so look out for that. I will shamelessly plug our our Discord as Sean mentioned earlier um so you can find that link as well it's discord.gg atp we have like a, a really big community it's very active it's a lot of fun a lot of good people so that's always enjoyable as well otherwise we will talk to you next time and up the toffees <laughs>